All right. Um, Please turn in your Bibles or Bible apps to Matthew chapter 28. Um, You can still keep turning, but I'm just going to say a quick prayer. Uh, Lord, today is such a great day. It's an awesome day, Lord. It's a super day. Lord, it's, it's always a great day in your presence. And Lord, when we came into this place, uh, we, we just began yielding to you and we stay yielded to you right now. Lord, we're desperate to hear from you. So Holy Spirit, do that amazing thing you do where even in the midst of a corporate word, you, you speak to us individually, even to the point where sometimes we feel singled out by you. But we say, do that. Do that, Holy Spirit. Um, guide us into the, into the truth of Jesus Christ and of our awesome Father that, that you want us to walk in today. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, we're going we're to start reading in verse 18. What we're going to read is the great commission of Jesus to his followers, to his followers then and to his followers now that we are, we are his followers. And so as we're reading this, I don't want us to just think disciples. Um, I want us to think all of us as well, the followers of Jesus. And I got to tell you, I, I've preached from this passage a, a ton of times. Um, and so I asked the Lord, I'm like, Lord, would you just give me some fresh revelation on this? Would you just um, open my eyes to some things that I hadn't seen before? And so I prayed that, and that's exactly what God did. Um, so I hope you guys get as excited about it as, as I was. So between verses 18 and 19, there's a sentence that's found in the original Aramaic that uh, is found in one of the Greek translations, but not all the Greek translations. So depending on which version you're reading from, it may or may not be there, but I'm going to include it anyways. It's definitely implied, but I think sometimes we're dense. I think most of the time we're dense. I think the large majority of time I'm dense, and so I need it spelled out for me um, often, and so that's what I'm going to do. And that sentence is this, as my Father has sent me, so I send you. I don't know why that's not included in every one of the translations, but I'm going to read it. I'm going to insert it. I'm reading from the ESV today. So Matthew 28, verse 18, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. As my Father sent me, so I send you. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The sentence that, that, you know, that I in, inserted there from the Aramaic, um, it just clarifies what's already implied. We're given this command to go, but in between the statement of Christ saying, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. And then we, we're like, okay, then he says go. So we, 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 it's implied that now he's empowering us with authority to walk in his name. But it needs to be abundantly clear. Jesus is saying, I have fulfilled what the Father has asked of me. And so now I'm sending you. There's still work to be done. There's still people to be reached. It was true then, it is true now. In these last words of the book of Matthew, we see four commands that are given to us. And the first command starts with the word go. 
And that's one of the points of revelation that I got from the Lord. I'm like, Lord, what does go mean? And it seems like a really obvious, what does go mean? And so I, I started looking up the definition of that word. And the Greek word for go has much greater meaning than our English word for go. Um, I'm about to tell a story that has no relevance to this message at all, but I think it's funny. Uh, this week at preschool, um, the kids were in, in the classroom number two there. And, uh, and I heard, and I was walking down the hall, and I heard one of the kids say, in your mark, get set. And so at that time, I made my way to the door, and I said, go, and I ran like past the doorway, but I stopped shy of the windows, and then I just stood there. And the kids were like, where did he go? Where did he, like, he didn't keep going. Um, and so uh, in my loose attempt to kind of draw this together, um, I, I encourage us today, when we are sent and when we say yes to the going, it's not just supposed to be in the short burst. There's supposed to be endurance with which we follow and say yes to this mission of the Lord. So this word for go is parujo, and it means this, to lead or carry over to transfer, to follow one, that is to become his submitted follower. So that's where I get the title of today's message, to follow one. This, this word for go, Jesus is speaking to leaders, but he's also saying to be the leader I need you to be, you've got to never stop following. You've got to follow. To be the leader I want you to be, you've got to follow. To lead or carry over, to transfer. And that's exactly what Jesus was doing, though. He was transferring the mission of the Father onto us. All authority has been given to me. Go. All authority has been given to me. As my Father has sent me, I'm sending you. Go. Let this be transferred to you. Even right now, even right now where we are, there has to be a point when we just say yes to the transferring of this mission to our lives, where we realize I am an active part of this work of God. I'm not a passive part, I'm not a spectator. I am a follower, but I'm also a leader, and I'm an active part of what God wants to do. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. As my Father has sent me, so I send you. Therefore, go. Therefore, let my mission be transferred to you. Receive this and follow me. Follow me as I lead the charge through you. My submitted follower my submitted follower, the carrier of my mission. That's what that word go means. I hope we never see it the same way. Uh, real quick, just if you, if you don't use, I mean, I, like I use blueletterbible.org as my, uh, it, it's just so easy because I'm online and it's, you got the app on your iPad. But if you want to see what the meaning of words are, go to that and look it up and type up, type Matthew 28 and just go through and word by word, you can click on it. And it's just, it's, there's just such treasure to be found if we, if we will look. Go therefore and do what? Make disciples of all people. This word of nations, the implication is people. Make disciples of all people. And I'm emphasizing this because if I, if I emphasize the nations part, 
which that word means peoples of all nations, then we might disqualify ourselves and go, oh, I'm not called to the mission field. You know, so that's, you know, I'm called to Longmont. I'm called to Erie. We're called to the peoples God has put near us. We're called to our neighbors. We're called to our coworkers. We're called to our classmates. Make disciples of all people, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. So the first command, go. The second command, make disciples. That word is mathetuo, which means a new convert. Okay, we are to make new converts. We are to tell people about Christ in the hope that they will trust in him. You and I can't save anybody, but we can tell them about him. And we can let the, the Spirit of God do his work and, bring, and draw them to the Father and, and whether they trust their lives in him. We're not the Savior. We're the messenger, but we are supposed to be the messenger. We do have to open our mouths and speak. And yes, we let them see our lives. And I'll, I'll tell you this. We let them see our lives, the good, bad, the ugly. We don't just let them see the polished, pretty stuff. Because that's not reality. I don't like when people see my mess. I don't like when people, when, my, when I blurt something out and my mouth gets me in trouble and I'm like, oh, that lacked kindness and that lacked great. I don't like it, but there it is. It's out there. But what an opportunity for them to see repentance and grace and running to the Lord. Then we can sit there and talk about, hey, you may, you may not have seen it in the instance, but let me tell you, I'm, I'm not the same guy I used to be. The Lord has changed my life. This is who I was and this is who I am now and I'm a work in progress, but my God is so faithful. Dude, I've done that all the time. I was at a softball game when I was a student at ORU and, and we're playing our rivals and they were just, they were such good guys. They were such good guys, probably. But it was like, it was like a fraternity game almost. Man. Like they were, honestly, we didn't like them at all. And uh, so I'm up to bat and I'm like, I'm this guy... He pulls in, like the left fielder, and I'm like, you chump. I'm putting it over your head. And I swing so hard, what do I do? I pop up to the shortstop. So, my next action was a fierce flinging of the bat, followed by the loudest profanity ever uttered at my Christian college or Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And we lost the game, and I'm so mad. And, uh, and some of the older dudes on the wing are like, not cool, Harper. We don't do that, man. Like, we hate to lose to those chumps, but, you know, that's, that's not who we are. So I went back to my room, and I prayed, and I'm like, Lord, what do I do? I'm just carrying the weight of my stupid mistake. And I just write out this simple letter, and I'm like, hey, guys, Mark Harper here up on Youngblood. What you saw from me today isn't who I am. God's doing some things in my life, but I'm too competitive and I hate losing and that's not my heart. I totally blew it and I'm sorry. Congratulations on the win and I hope that, that I have the opportunity to show you the kind of guy I really am. Um, but thanks for having grace for me as the Lord works on me. And I went to their wing and I posted it on their wing. 
I sheepishly posted it on their wing. I think I looked at what time it was, and I'm like, they're all going to be in the cafeteria eating. And I went up on their wing, and I posted it on their wing. And then slowly but surely, as the days went by, I had just dude after dude from that wing said, hey, crazy respect, you know, props for, for humbling yourself and for saying that. We've all been there. Dude, we've all been there. I think more highly of you now than I ever have. Thank you for that. Opportunity to show that God is at work in our lives. Not opportunity to show that we're, we're perfected at this point. Opportunity to show that God is at work and that includes the heart, the things we can't see. In our making of disciples, guys, it has to be authentic. It has to be authentic. It can't just be religious. It has to be relationship. The third command, baptize disciples. This confirms that that, that word disciples is referring to, to new converts. You, don't, you usually don't baptize someone that's been walking with the Lord for a decade or two. That's usually not the way it is. Usually one of the first acts of obedience that we have as a follower of Christ is to be baptized. We believe and then we're baptized. We believe and then we're baptized. Now we do baptism services twice a year here. But honestly, man, if, if you have someone that you've led to the Lord, let's get them baptized right away. I'll fill this up. It takes about a day and a half for it to become temperature this tolerable. Tolerable is all we need, man. Like, this is 99 degrees, but we're good at like 80-something. If someone gives their life to the Lord, then say, Mark, fill up the tub. we got to baptize them. And let's do it all throughout the year. So that's what we're doing today. We've got two young men that are being baptized today. Dean and Jack. So exciting. When we talk about water baptism, you guys, it's a two-way conversation between us and the Lord. And not just us and the Lord, but even us to the world. Us to all who will see. Us to all who will hear. We're communicating our faith in Christ and Christ alone as the means by which we are saved. That's what we are communicating when we go into that water. Our faith in Christ And God is communicating his promise to answer our faith, to to save us completely, and the promise that we now are identified with Jesus Christ and his completed work of grace and salvation and power and life. The water, it's wonderfully representative. Wonderfully representative of the Holy Spirit and how vital the Holy Spirit is to our walk as we walk in sanctification, I, uh, we met with the, some of the Erie pastors met in this place this week. We had a meeting and we were talking about just awesome Jesus stuff. It was great. But we talked about this. The church has put too much of an emphasis on justification and not enough, enough emphasis on sanctification. Justification is that very first work, just as I am. I come to him. I trust in Jesus. I'm saved. Boom, I'm saved. That's justification. Then sanctification is the walking by the power of the Holy Spirit as we grow more and more to look and act and and smell and to be like Christ. But the church, we emphasize justification. But friends, man, our walk with the Lord is vital. And the Holy Spirit is vital in that walk. And so I love what the water represents. The water didn't cleanse 
When we baptize, the water didn't cleanse. That's not, that's not the point of, of our Christian baptism. It's not a cleansing. Because you know what? That already happened by what? By the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of Jesus Christ. We were cleansed. This is, this is key and symbolic, but the most powerful representation of this is that, is that living in the Holy Spirit is vital in our walk. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Teaching them to observe. Other revelation I got through study is the definition, the translation of that word observe. It means to carefully attend to, to guard, to take care of, to follow. A lot of times we talk about guarding the gospel. This is, this is what this is. Teaching them to guard the gospel. Teaching them to follow. Teaching them to be obedient. We say it all the time. Obedience is, is God's love language. If you love me, you will follow my commands. Everyone who follows my commands is my friend. Teaching us to follow, to observe, to attend to. You guys, becoming a Christian is a willful surrender of our desires to the higher purposes of serving God's glory and being used for his desires. It's continuing the mission of drawing people to the Father. A word of promise. The last word in Matthew's gospel leaves us with a promise from the risen Savior. Verse 20, at the end of that, it says, Behold, I am with you always. I'm with you forever. I'm with you forever. But what I want to emphasize is that word behold, because we don't use that a whole lot. Behold. Behold, Kim. Chocolate chip cookies are over here. Uh, Behold means this. Look. See the magnificent thing. That's a cool word. Behold, look. Hey, look. See this magnificent thing. And when Jesus uses that, what is the magnificent thing that he wants us to see? I will never bail on you. I am with you forever. Behold, I'm with you forever. Way better than chocolate chip cookies. Way better. This, this is the great commission to us. And it starts with that, with that amazing acceptance of the call to follow. Man, I'm getting better and better at like being okay with my vulnerabilities. I'm telling you right now, this is the honest truth and, and Pastor Al can attest to it. Man, the Lord has used everything I've ever let him use. And he's seen me blow it time and time again. He's seen 
you know, talking about the flesh. Like, oh, I want to say this, I want to say this, I shouldn't say this, I'm going to say it. God's not looking for these polished vessels. He's looking for the lump of clay that's on the potter's wheel that he's molding and pinching and taking from and adding to and then lumping it together and saying, okay, we're going to... He's looking for the messy lump of clay that he can mold into what he wants us to be. When we celebrate baptism today, we're celebrating an act of obedience to Jesus who said, do this. When, when you believe, be baptized. So that's, that said, um, if you've never been baptized, you want to be baptized today, the worst that's going to happen is you're going to walk out of here with soggy clothes because you didn't bring a swimsuit and a t-shirt. If you've never been baptized and you want to be baptized and you've believed in Jesus, then be baptized today and suffer the 30 seconds of cold walking from here to your car. Jack and Dean, come on up here real quick. All right. So you're going to just stand with me for a second. And in, in a moment, I'm going to ask you guys, Let's see, Jack, you're, you're older, so I'm probably going to ask you first. So I want you to switch with Dean. I'll ask the, the older brother. But I'm just going to give you an opportunity if you want to just rave about Jesus. But in just a second. So I'm going to read a few things, um, a few basic truths about baptism, okay? Um, baptism declares that you are a follower of Christ. See, in America, which is all we've ever known, there's no one outside these doors with guns, there's no law against us being baptized in America. In other countries, that is not the case. Other countries, they take their lives into their own hands when they are declaring that they're a follower of Jesus. Now, we get to do so with, with a freedom that they don't have, but I just want to encourage y'all. We should still do it with a passion, every bit the passion that they have. Baptism is a public confession of your faith in and commitment to Jesus Christ. So here's what it means. You're committed to walk with him, and you're not perfect yet because you probably blew it earlier this morning. I don't know what you did, but you probably did something selfish or unkind. Maybe not. Maybe it was last night. Maybe it was as far away as last night, but we're going to blow it. But being baptized in water is a declaration that I'm committed to Christ and to grow in him and to realize he never gives up on me, so I'm never going to give up on me either. Because he's with me. Does that make sense? Baptism is a symbol of the burial and the resurrection of Jesus. We don't serve a dead God. We don't serve some religious icon sitting on a wall somewhere. He's alive. Jesus died. He was crucified. He died. He sat in the tomb and on the third day he conquered death and he lives today, sits at the right hand of the Father. He's alive. We serve a risen Savior. So when you come up out of that water, it is a phenomenal reminder that death has, has no hold on us. We someday will die too and when we die, we will be with the Lord. I'm loving this. I guess it's like two, it's like two preaches I get to do right here. Water baptism is a symbol of your brand new life as a Christian. And here's what's awesome. Your brand new life, you get to experience that again and again and again. Because the Bible tells us his mercies are new 
every morning. So you get to experience this brand new grace every day of our lives. I wake up with new grace, new mercies, new passion, just new gratitude. Isn't that good? I'm, I'm talking to them, man. I hope y'all are hearing this too. This is good stuff. All right, last verse, Romans 6, 4. For we died and we were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Jesus was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Thank you, Lord. Rave about Jesus. Take a second and tell us um, just how, how your life has been different since you've trusted in Jesus. Just take a second and rave about Jesus, okay? Uh, he helped me. He helped me with my emotional health, my physical health. Uh, he helped me uh, be more understanding. He helped me. He helped me. What is that? He helped my. He helped. He helped my emotional health. He helped me emotionally. He helped me become happy again. That is awesome. Well done. Well said, man. That is awesome. Did you know that you've, you used a word again and again that describes both Jesus and the Holy Spirit? And that word is helper. And he's going to always help you. Well done, man. Well done. Dean, why don't you come over here? All right. Hey, let's slide that down. I, I know that uh, you kind of got some chapped lips. Don't even worry about that. But we want to be able to hear you clearly. So can you, can you pull that down? Yeah, you can't. And by the way, no one cares if you have chapped lips. But All right, then you got to talk a little bit louder, okay? okay? Rave about Jesus, dude. Dean, let us hear about how your life has been since you've trusted in Jesus. He just helps me with my grades and... He helped me be like more like nice and helpful and more trustworthy and just he just helped me. He just helped me with everything. Yeah. He helps me be nicer too. All the time. Yeah, that's awesome. Anything else? Okay, awesome. Well done, dude. Very good. All right. So here's what I want us to do. We're going to, uh, if I can get um, a couple folks to take the, the, the top off the, the hot tub over there. That's our baptismal. It's got clips. And then, um, Andy, are you able to, to hold the mic so that I don't uh, shock anybody? So that there's no shockage? All right. Let's gather over here. Let's gather over here. If we've got to move some chairs around, we can move chairs around. We're a big family anyways, but let's gather around and experience this together um, if, you, if you're a, a picture-taken kind of person, then take pictures so that we can send those to, uh, to, to Mickey um, and to Alicia afterwards. So, Did you guys see the AstroTurf? Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, yeah. Um, Harmony, can you turn on some lights? All right. Um, Jack, this is awesome, dude. As, as proclamation of your faith and your life in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
hold your wrist and I'm gonna put you all the way underwater and then I'll bring you back up. Okay. Dean, as a proclamation of your faith in Jesus Christ alone, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And uh, now I'll leave us with this blessing. Oh, is there anyone else? Thank you, baby. Anyone else? Come on now. Going once, going twice. Leave us with this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Have an amazing day. Today is a great day.